Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. Busy Tuesday, Super Bowl week, live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. It's been weird. I've been running into and texting some people in the news lately. Happenstance, uh, good fortune. Had a very interesting text exchange with Mike Rabel last night. Very funny guy. Eight jobs in the NFL. He's the best coach who didn't land a job. Belichick's not because Belichick's not current and collaborative, and that's it matters. Uh, but there was a fascinating story yesterday. So I'm, my dad was tall, my sister's six, one and a half, I'm tall, so I've never really thought about size. Everybody in my family outside of my mom was like tall, right? Wow. Okay. okay. So there's a story, and this is where we're going to start the show today, that Mike Vrabel, who's about six, four and a half, big guy, good looking, big guy, uh, physical football player, um, you know, a tough guy, football players are tough, that his size intimidated people. And that's why some people didn't want to hire him. This is Diana Rossini of The Athletic talking about a general manager she talked to. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me 
Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. And that is a factor, which I left. I said, stop. That That's not something that's real. Who cares what someone physically looks like? And he said, I'm just telling you, I've been I've been in rooms and, and somebody's physical presence can make a difference. Of course it can. If the rock was five foot three and a half, 140 pounds, he wouldn't be the rock. He'd be the pebble. Size matters. Taller men make more money. It's not an opinion. Look it up. And Mike Vrabel, if he was 5'6", would be somewhat intimidating. He's a tough guy. He's kind of intense looking, right? He's going to pitch you crap. He's got that sort of Boston personality. But I actually see it as an advantage. I'll give you an example. If you told me who are the toughest four football coaches in the NFL, if they all got into a fight, I'd say Mike Tomlin, Dan Campbell, Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh. And I do think their size and physicality, it's easier to relate to some players and uh, those, those coaches' teams are all known as physical and tough. Vrabel's teams, Tomlin's teams, uh, Harbaugh's teams, physicality. They have an alpha. It bleeds to the team. I think you can connect with certain players, relate to former players. And again, taller men make more money. Size does matter. But this is really about NFL teams. And I was joking with Mike on text last night. I said, I know you're too tall to get a job and too big, but can you, are you too tall for us to text? Um, I think this is NFL teams losing sight of Vrabel's greatest gift, and that's communication. Nick Saban's five seven and a half, intimidating, great communicator. Mike McDaniel five nine, great communicator. Sean McVay five ten, great communicator. Dan Campbell six five and a half, built like a house, great communicator. That's what this sport is, and big men sometimes are better communicators because players connect with them. Not all the time. Where you get in trouble with big men in and out of football is when they've used it as a crutch since high school. They're known as meatheads. That's not Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's really sharp, gets the game, great communicator. Was I surprised he didn't get one of the eight jobs? No, because he's really smart. So is, in my opinion, Ben Johnson. And they both thought the best job and the only great job was Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And both Ben Johnson and Vrabel are smart enough to realize if you don't have a really good quarterback, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. Go ask Bill Belichick. Next year, you could have five to seven B-plus and above quarterbacks that need a coach. So um, I thought he was the best coach available that didn't get a job. I consider him right now in 2024 the best coach available because Bill Belichick is not as collaborative and clearly offensively not as current. But um, if a GM is worried about being intimidated, then it's probably a team you don't want to work for. It really is. But is intimidation relevant? Does size matter? Yes, I see it as an advantage. As long as you're not a meathead who's relied on that size since high school to get your way, and Vrabel hasn't. He was always one of the more thoughtful players. He was always a thoughtful coach. Got to an AFC championship with a B to a B-minus quarterback, multiple division titles, six years, four wins. It's not his problem. Will Levis couldn't get him to the promised land. All right. 
So one of the things that is an epidemic in this country, and boy, do you see it on social media, guys, women don't, guys struggle to admit they're wrong. I do a segment every Monday saying, Colin right, Colin wrong. I don't, because I don't think anybody's perfect. I make mistakes every week, I, I have, or, or I have a strong opinion, it's completely wrong, I'm totally comfortable with it. I would be uncomfortable not moving off a position and doubling down. The Giants on Daniel Jones, he's not it. Now he can't even stay healthy. What are you doing? So um, I didn't think the Clippers would work with James Harden. Man, was I wrong. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I started really, really watching them closely. Remember, they were like 0-5 when they put them together. It was a mess. Then they got hot. They right now have the best, easiest offense in the league. I watched them drop 149 last night. They have the number one offensive rating. The Paul George-Kawhi combo is number one in the league, plus 346. They get a great look every time down the floor. They don't have a single player in the NBA in the top 35 usage rate. Not one. The ball moves. And a couple of nights ago, just happenstance, I ended up sitting down at a place. I go for dinner occasionally. Lawrence Frank, the president of the Clippers, was sitting next door. We sat and talked for an hour. Great guy. And he said, James Harden, he goes, I didn't know him before. All about winning. He has been unbelievable. And I watched again last night. I watched him roll the Celtics last week. This is the best offense in the league. It's, the, it's an absolute joy to watch. Much more watchable on most nights than the Lakers, than the Bucks. Even the Celtics, it is a blast to watch. All their stars have bought in. And that's the key when you have multiple stars. Russell Westbrook's like, all come off the bench. Let me tell you something. This Westbrook is fantastic. He had a great pass last night. He's a more willing defender. He's absolute energy. Their bench is excellent. They've got real scoring. Terrence Mann, Kawhi, Paul George, Harden, uh, Coffey. They've got nothing but guys. And I watched them last night, and... Here's the great thing about him. All these stars and one guy has a ring, Kawhi, and he's got a couple of them. So all these guys now are rich. They're all famous. They're all trying to get a ring. Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, um, veteran. And here's the other thing. They've got all the boxes. Veteran point guard helps in the playoffs. Two great wings, scores and defenders. Huge in the playoffs. Solid bench. Size and Plumley. And Zubach, experienced head coach, experienced players in the playoffs. I have no problem acknowledging, wow, was I wrong on this puppy. Lob City, remember Lob City, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Wasn't a ton of substance to it. Blake Griffin couldn't hit a perimeter shot. DeAndre Jordan can't do anything but dunk. And Chris Paul's more distribution than score. Lob City was a lot of flash and fun, but there wasn't a lot of substance to it. This team is all substance. They defend on the wing. Smart veteran point guard who can distribute. Bench scoring. Veteran coach. Multiple bigs. Have, I have no problem admitting I was wrong. I, I watched them four or five games in a row now and watched most of the game. I watched the second half last night. It is unbelievable how easily they move the ball and get a shot. They get a great look virtually every time down the floor. And that's not the way the NBA works. There's a lot of forced threes and forced shots. They get a great look every time down the floor. Kawhi doesn't have to start the offense. Either does Paul George. They've got guards to do it. Westbrook's energy off the bench. This is a great basketball team and absolutely capable of winning the championship. It's not a doubt in my mind. You can play all the defense you want. 
The teams winning the titles get the buckets down the stretch. This team gets a great look with great offensive performers every possession to the end. Chris Mannix yesterday on this team. If they're not the favorite to win the championship in June, they are in a small group of teams that you would consider that. James Harden, as he did in Philadelphia, let's be clear on that, has adapted his game to make it work playing opposite Paul George and opposite of Kawhi Leonard. Russell Westbrook did not sulk, did not you know throw a fit. He went out and accepted that sixth man role. It's the fact that these guys who have been pretty obstinate to change for most of their careers, guys that have been like, you know, I'm me, I'm going to do me, and that's kind of the way it's going to be. They have adapted beautifully in this role for the Clippers. Ty Lue is a guy, I said this when they got James Harden, I said if anybody can make it work, it's Ty Lue. He had to deal with dysfunction as a player, dysfunction as a coach, but he's gotten these guys to buy into it. And, um, you know, a lot of people complain about the NBA, the aesthetics of it. There's too many three-pointers. They do mid-range. They drive. They score at the rim. They hit three-pointers. Starters, bench, energy. Totally wrong. I was totally wrong. And I'll say this. A, a joy to watch. Really fun basketball to watch. Score low, mid-range, perimeter, can score in transition. Wow, was I wrong about this one. And, J-Mac, I know you love your hoops. And I know it was the Atlanta Hawks, the same team that beat the Lakers. Indeed. But I will say this. When, you, when I watched them play the Celtics, I was talking to Ryan Rossillo the other day. When I watched them play the Celtics, and the Celtics had their starters. And, I mean, they first tip-off ran the Celtics out of the building. It was like yeah. at Boston. I was like, why? And, they, and against Boston, I think a good, solid defensive team. Drew Holiday can play. I mean, they got good defenders. Score. They get any time they want a good shot. They get it. They got a lot of weapons. The only question for the Clippers, can they stop Jokic in a playoff series? And that's the one weakness on this team. Like, who guards him? I mean, if you, are you not being flexible on the wing with all your long wings? Yeah. Like, Kawhi can't guard Jokic. And, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, and that is historically in the NBA been the difference between first and second. Can you stop Jordan, Shaq, Kobe, Duncan, Bird, Kareem? Your question is the valid Believe one. it or not, I think the Lakers are built better to match I, up with the Nuggets yeah. than the Clippers. I, no, that's, that's a, I mean, because Anthony Davis is the best defensive player, certainly the best yeah. defensive big, best defensive player yeah. in the league. And there is matchups matter. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you can argue Paul George and Kawhi are about the best two-way wings in the league. Yeah. Both can defend, both can score. And to me, what, I, what I've taken from the Clippers in the last five or six games, and I know they're not the Lakers, the ease in which they get good shots. Westbrook last night, distributing. Westbrook's passing. Yeah. He's only playing 20, 23 minutes. His energy is huge off the bat. And I know people say Lakers got destroyed by the Nuggets last year. Nuggets destroyed everyone last year. Yeah, but their with year. Anthony Davis, the depth uh, up front, I like the Lakers matchup. I mean, listen, I don't think they're beating them, but I'd, I don't know that the Clippers are either. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. 
That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Hope Y or text Hope and Y or 67369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So last night was uh, Super Bowl media opening night. And, um, you know, it's funny about Brock Purdy. There's always this sort of game manager thing, which uh, I kind of roll my eyes at. Never forget, Bill Walsh, probably the greatest football coach in the history of the sport, um, ran the West Coast offense with Joe Montana and Steve Young, or Joe Montana. And then uh, Michael Jordan's Bulls ran the triangle. Michael Jordan had played many years without Phil Jackson and didn't win titles, struggled to win playoff series before Scott Pippen. So, like, you know, having, like, a system... Gets a bad rap. A lot of what New England did was a short passing game, efficiency, getting rid of the ball quickly, short passing, bad windy weather, and Brady was a master of it. But Brock Purdy last night uh, was asked about that whole game manager thing. In a sense, I think I, I laugh and, and sort of joke around with it, but um, more than anything, it's sort of a compliment just in terms of you get to go into a system and you do you, and you play within the system really well because there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can, you know, like, it's a. Uh, it's not a job that everyone out there in the world has. It's 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 a rare job to be an NFL quarterback. So, yeah, people can say what they want, but at the end of the day, man, I think it comes down to winning. And if you can do your job well in the system and, and win, I think you can I think you're doing it well. So, I don't think this is even complicated. In San Francisco, under a brilliant offensive coach who is very much more than any coach in the league tied to his play sheet it's possible that Brock Purdy landed in the perfect spot. Others could win there. Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl. 
But this is the one spot in the entire league that Brock Purdy would flourish with a defensive coach, toned after offense. He'd drown. With a team without Hall of Fame weapons, he'd be a guy. With a losing franchise, no winning inertia where he'd have to be a verbal big alpha own the room. Probably doesn't work. But again, with a brilliant offensive coach, very much tied to a play sheet, asking you not to ad-lib much, are you cognitively very, very bright? Reportedly Brock Purdy, upstairs, super smart kid, and doesn't deviate much from the play sheet. This is the one perfect fit. For the record, we're seeing this on the East Coast. It's called Tua, Miami and Mike McDaniels. With Mike McDaniel's offense in warm weather with great weapons. Tua's remarkable. But if you ask Tua to have a defensive coach and no great weapons, oh wait, I've seen that. And they even had the Miami weather. Tua couldn't start consistently under Brian Flores. Mahomes doesn't need all the great factors to succeed. Josh Allen's going to win regardless of who his coach is. May not win Super Bowls, but he'll win. But Tua struggled to start until he got the right formula. Brock Purdy inherited the perfect formula for what he is. A bit undersized, can struggle with wet, crappy weather because of hand size. Cognitively, excellent. Physically, average it's not a knock he's not Mahomes he's not Lamar he's not Herbert he's not built like that but it is possible sometimes fit is perfect I've had many jobs move across the country this current fit is probably the best fit I've had same guy same size same voice same face mostly hairs grayer fit matters and it really matters when you're not Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Yeah, we saw Tua when he didn't have the coach, the weapons. He struggled to start. Like the idea, there are very few people in the world in any industry that can overcome obstacles. Josh Allen is winning 70% of his games. Defensive coach, bad O-line for years, rough weather. That is a complete out. Most of us need a landing spot with support. And Tua and Brock, when they get it, are really good. Very good. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Uh, fourth Super Bowl appearance in the last five seasons. Mahomes' continued success has put a target on his back, asking if he's the villain. He sees the Chiefs as the new NFL villains. As long as you keep winning, teams start to not like you. And I want to keep winning. So that if that means some of the other teams and other fan bases aren't going to like me, I'll try to still have a smile on my face and not be a bad example. But I can be that villain for them if they need me to be. That's a privilege. It's a privilege to be a villain. Nobody hates average players. He's a great player. That's Kobe Bryant's great line. Nobody hates mediocre guys. But this idea that he's the villain, this almost feels Michael Jordan-like, where he's just crafting a narrative. Like, who doesn't like Patrick Mahomes? 
Well, again, what's there, hold on. What's there not to like about him? Success? There's guys that are bothered that Taylor Swift yeah, is shown on losers. TV. They don't count. Well, They're okay. irrelevant. I'm yeah, talking but, about real people. Nobody real that you talk to or I talk to no, or no, no. Ryan talks to. They don't hate Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, no. Nobody no I talk to, to hated him. Jordan. There's very little hate for great athletes. It's mostly from yeah. So I feel like people. this is kind of Mahomes crafting in here. Oh, they all hate us. They're doubting us. Well, everybody's disagreeing. You do get you. There is. I mean, New England. Tom Brady. If you go back to his career always went to the podium and gave everybody else credit i mean like as a rule he was the opposite of like a reggie jackson yeah or somebody that kind of lived on braggadocia and that was fun that's why i loved reggie jackson tom was the opposite and people were always like tom is arrogant there is no piece of footage in new england where he comes off as arrogant it doesn't exist he always took the sword he always was the good guy he gave the company line forever it's this perceived arrogant there are guys who have been arrogant you can't find the piece of video in New England Tom's arrogant. Now, he can bark at a coach. That's not arrogant. That's competition. He can disagree with the media. That's not arrogant. The media sometimes can be idiotic and agenda-driven. There is no Tom Brady being arrogant in New England. Now, there's the won a Super Bowl in Tampa, got a little sideways on the sauce. He's a little... There's funny Tom. Funny. Yeah, that was right, funny. Right. But again, there's, this, there's a fine line, and sometimes it's not that fine, between arrogance and confidence. Brady was always confident. He was never arrogant. And he had people who called him arrogant his whole career. I don't know. I just, this idea that he's a villain. He's like, not. He's not. Patrick, stop. I'll say this. There, do you remember how people were like, there was Patriots fatigue because they kept going I got to Super Bowl it. every two And they weren't years. a lot of, I will say this. Kansas City's a fun watch. Well, they, not, the this Lakers, post, not this postseason. They're well, not fun well, and explosive well, and dynamic. Big picture. Yes, yes. Kansas City's been a fun watch. The Warriors were a fun watch. Oh, they Okay, um, the Niners, uh, Montana, a fun watch. Alabama football wasn't. The Spurs weren't. The Patriots weren't. There wasn't a lot of sizzle. No. T extrapolate. Always think in the macro. In the macro, Kansas City's great for the league. Big, star yeah. quarterback, down the field, Andy Reid, clever. So they, they, this is a good dynasty. Not all dynasties are good. San Antonio's killed the NBA's ratings. Shaq and Kobe. Ratings went up yeah. 25%. Michael Jordan, ratings an all-time high. LeBron, N Not Curry, all yeah. dynasties are captivating. Alabama's was mostly a snore. Last year, college football ratings went up. Alabama was getting beat. Like, there's different... USC with Pete Carroll, wild. Michigan with Jim Harbaugh this year. Yeah. Huge. Polarizing, right. controversial. There are boring dynasties. Are they, New England's was mostly efficiency. They were They just ground you into dust, and it sucked because Belichick was going to out-scheme you, you know? <laughs> he was going to hold Jared Goff and McVay to three points in the Super Bowl. Like, that stunk. That was a bad Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, this idea that he's a villain, I'm just... I'm not buying that. Sorry, Mahomes. Uh, next up, Dan Quinn arrived at Commanders at the facility yesterday with the backwards hat on. You made fun of him, as you are wont to do. Here is Quinn determined to make the most of his second chance as a head coach. You can't turn back the clock, but you do have to learn the lesson. And that's what I wanted to make sure when I left Atlanta. It was during the middle of the season, and so you have time to reflect. It's lonely, it's disappointing, it's depressing, but you don't want to just rinse and repeat. You want to make sure, how do I take this, change it, and then make sure you get to prove it again. And so that was the silver lining in this. Like, I'm a better version of me today than I was, you know, three and four or five years ago. That's so really smart. That's why I, I get to prove that. Yeah, that's a really smart coach. That's exactly it. Dan had successes. He did. He had a winning record in Atlanta. 
They got to a Super Bowl. He had successes. His success was elevated with Kyle Shanahan. But I love this. Doesn't it surprise you? When you have, in our business, I see it, I see it in every business. When people get a job and fail, and they just go back, rinse and repeat, and do the same thing. It's like, okay, you're good enough to get the job, so you have something you bring to the table, but there's something you're doing that's not working. Just figure it out. This idea, this stubborn idea that I am what I am, I'm not going to change. Oh, you're an idiot. Like, if you do something, a lot of people are good at getting jobs and not keeping them. Dan Quinn did a lot of things well. There were, that, those teams were physical. Those teams had an identity. And then it didn't work. Um... But I think he does. Break. I had an executive tell me two nights ago, and I thought it was really smart. He said, what Dan is, Kingsbury's not. What Cliff Kingsbury Ooh. is, Dan is not. Dan is a tough guy. He's going to call out players. He can be a little gruff. That is the opposite of Kingsbury, who's a player's coach, loves everybody. Not confrontational. What Kingsbury is, is a great in-game play caller. That's what Dan doesn't want to do. Dan's macro, Cliff's micro. So an executive said it's actually a brilliant pairing. If they can find a quarterback, we talked about this yesterday, this executive said this is going to be a home run. Because that's a lot of time. So a, a great example. What Dan Campbell is, physical, aggressive, Ben Johnson isn't. Cerebral, quiet. So that's why Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, yeah. you have to create sometimes a situation where somebody can fill in the gaps that you can't provide. And I think these guys are going to be a big hit. Yeah, Colin, the idea of grit and resilience is like the number one thing that you should be teaching your kids. I mean, you already taught your yeah. kids, but I talked to my kids about it. I'm like, guys, I moved our family across the country. I was on a show. It was a failure. I thought my TV career was over because some knuckleheads running the show. It was a terrible job. I said, I'm not done. I'm not quitting. Rebounded. Landed what here do on my feet. Well, but what you, do you, not? you it's easy to throw in the towel. Dan Quinn could have been ticked off. I lost Kyle Shanahan. I'm well, a failure in Atlanta. Worse, right? As soon as Shanahan leaves. He could be stubborn. Yep. Dan could have been stubborn. Well, this is who I like, I hear this a lot. This is no, who I that's am. The no, it's way not. Yeah. It's not who you are. You can reinvent yourself multiple yeah. times. I like the fact that he acknowledges, you know what? I, I'm a better version of me. Isn't that the goal for everybody? And by the way, he's got his new little Shanahan in Kingsbury. No, I mean that pairing really worked in Atlanta. People, now they just got to find the quarterback. I listen. I maybe it's because Kingsbury's a young kind of hip guy. The hate for Kingsbury. It's silly. It's it's nonsense. People in the league think he is an elite play caller and a really smart, good guy. Bouncing back, grit, resilience. I love those themes. Uh, final story is Belichick left out of the coaching cycle this year. I think there were eight openings. He got none. Very strange. One person who cannot make sense of this is former NFL GM Thomas Dimitrov, who had this to say about Belichick's status. Unfathomable to me. I, I swear to God, I am un, I am blown away. And I know there's... And, and if it's your narrative, I, I'm sorry. There is a lazy narrative there that, okay, it's quarterback. Okay, he doesn't bond with the players anymore. I, I can look at that. I would look at that if I was to be an owner or a GM that was working with my owner on potentially hiring him. But I think there's so much more. There are so few people that have that mental acuity that Bill has that you can't just get any time. Okay, people would say that, well, Bill's getting older. He doesn't respond to the players anymore like he used to. I think if you get the right coaches around you, I think you can take care of some of that. I think it's one thing. Bill wants personnel control, and he's awful at it. I think that's the only thing. Well, he was good at it 15 years ago. No, no, no. No, he wasn't.
Well, they, they uh, again, 15 he, years ago. No, no, he wasn't. Well, 15 years ago, he didn't control the personnel department. Oh. After they started winning late, Bill took it over. He had so much power in the building. Bill's never been a great personnel guy. Well, Bill knows pro personnel. He's very good taking guys. The draft, not his forte. Ever. Yeah. And the minute he started controlling it, Pete Carroll did this in Seattle. Pete was very good early out of college with it. And then Pete thought to himself, I can do both. And the draft started stinking for multiple years. And then John Snyder said, I'm going to get out of here. I, if you went to Detroit, was offered the job in Seattle, and Pete said, okay, come back, you run the draft. The last two drafts with John Snyder running him were great. They were. So when a coach needs to do both, outside of an occasional coach, Jimmy Johnson to Dallas, Pete to Seattle, Harbaugh to the Chargers, you get about a two to three year runway where you do know the college personnel better than all the NFL guys. But Bill, if you took just that out of Bill, and you say Bill wants nothing to do with the draft, he would be so attractive to me as a coach. So why wouldn't he just say, fine, you guys can have the draft, I'll take everything else. Because what do old rich guys do? Hey, I got a pretty good record, look at my rings. We just talked about this, the inability to go, this is what I am, Bill. Look in the mirror. Bathrooms have them. They still work. You're not a personnel guy. You don't get to buy the groceries. Parcells, way better at it. Jimmy, great at it. There are Harbaugh's very good at it. That's not Bill's thing. The college game is not his thing. He relied on Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Saban Herm yes. Edwards, his friends. He relied on friends. Hey, can this guy play? Can this guy get? That's not. Coaches are going to speak well of their players in most instances. Yeah. Jay Mack, news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Um, boy, there's some good stuff today. <laughs> there really is some good stuff. Uh, so the trade deadline, tonight, is it tonight? What, what, what is it? It's Thursday. What, what is it? Was it Thursday trade deadline NBA? It, it, it's coming up. I don't think much is going to happen. <laughs> I think it's going to be a dead trade deadline. Uh, DeJounte Murray to the Lakers. But I, I just don't think there's just nothing here. A lot of trade deadlines, you hear big exaggerated rumors i'm not even hearing big exaggerated rumors boston's not going to make a move denver and i think those are the two top teams in the league but there's a thought about lebron being traded and something really struck me this morning driving in be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific hey gang this is jay glazer host of unbreakable a mental wealth podcast and every week, we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gambler.net in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y four six seven three six nine in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, Visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's a win for fans and a win for football as the USFL and XFL merger is official. The United Football League will begin play March 30th with the USFL champ Birmingham Stallions taking on the XFL champion Arlington Renegades. The United Football League this spring on ABC, ESPN, Fox, and FS1 spring just got stronger. So the NBA trade deadline is uh, Thursday. LeBron was asked about it last night and basically said, I don't think about that stuff. We are what we are. So I think trading him would be crazy. I don't know if people understand this. When you're a big brand, Michigan, Yankees, Celtics, uh, college, Duke basketball, it's a big advantage. It is a big advantage to be a traditional, iconic franchise. You can usually raise capital. You have usually a geographic uh, advantage. I mean, there's a reason the Lakers were great. The Bus family, Jerry Bus, was part of it. The other part is it's a winter league, and we have Mediterranean weather. It's not a rich franchise. It's a mom-and-pop organization. The Bus family is one of the poor ownership groups. Believe it or not, the Chicago Bears may have the poorest ownership group. It's not always that Steve Ballmer could buy and sell the Lakers four times over, the Clippers owner. So do people realize when they talk about LeBron James being traded, do you understand how inept this franchise was pre-LeBron? 
the five previous years before LeBron got here, they had the worst winning percentage in the league. Lower than Michael Jordan's Hornets. They were terrible. Can you imagine the Yankees ever being the worst team in baseball for half a decade? Oklahoma football being the worst Division I program for half a decade, or Kentucky basketball? They may struggle. The Lakers were the worst team in a five-year stretch. They were completely inept. They had no star power. A bunch of young, immature guys, young guys, uh, revolving door of coaches. And then LeBron arrives, and since he's arrived and started, the games he started, they win about 58 59% of their games, and they've got a title. And on any given night, they can go and win anywhere. Maybe not a series. They don't have that kind of depth. But his basketball IQ, his leadership, there's just nothing else like it. When he's on the floor last six years, and this is way past his prime, they don't win as much as a Jokic or a Giannis. But those guys are in their prime and have better players around them. LeBron wins about 58 59% of the time. I'm not giving that up for picks. 19-year-olds with about a 14 to 15% chance of becoming stars and a bunch of B-graded players. If you have a top 10 player in the NBA and you let him go and you get a bunch of picks, you're the Blazers. Now, the Blazers are pretty much the only game in town, but they have the second-worst record in the West, and they are stacked with really good young players. They have a great future. They're bad this year. They're going to be... Slightly better next year. And in about three years, you're going to be like, oh, oh, this is something. This is Los Angeles. You can't be awful for two years. You get lost. It's why the Chargers said, we got to hire Harbaugh. L.A.'s playing at a different level. Trading LeBron for a bunch of 19-year-olds, again, with a tiny percentage they could hit. Nah, not doing it. Not doing it. Bottom line is, this team, as currently constructed, is arguably, on any given night, any given night, the third or fourth best team in the league. They're not Boston over a series or Denver. But I think they could play very competitively against a Philadelphia, New York Knicks, Milwaukee Bucks, you know, the top teams, Phoenix Suns. I think they match up really well with Phoenix. And in the in-season tournament, when LeBron bought in, he shot 57% from the floor, and they won the in-season tournament. So there's, there's no move you can make that's going to make them better now and arguably not better in three years. The Portland move to move off Dame, he's not as good as LeBron. And there is an argument. They will be much more viable in two to three years with all these young stars. J-Mac with the news. Oh, no, we just did that. My bad. All right, got a segue to this. Sorry, J-Mac. Um, I saw this story, the commanders. So one of the things I've, I've learned over the course of my uh, career is that you want to be nice to people, but stuff happens. Sometimes you take a job, but you can't give everybody a heads up. Sometimes stuff happens. And so Ben Johnson turned down the Washington job as they were flying in, the Washington Commanders. They were very upset, and they apparently apparently are still bitter because <laughs> another story broke. Commanders learned Ben Johnson was withdrawing his coaching candidacy by social media. Well, they leaked that. So they're mad at Ben Johnson. Uh, and Ben Johnson, by the way, has fired back saying, well, it was just a bunch of basketball guys 
to which he's not wrong. Magic Johnson, Josh Harris, David uh, Blitzy, he thinks they're basketball guys. Many people in the league have talked about that privately. More of a basketball group than a football group. Be that as it may, there's some leaks here going on to protect themselves. I am here to tell you, number one is coaches discover all the time, all the time, they've been fired on social media. College basketball coaches, college football coaches, NFL coordinators, they find out on social media. So it's okay if occasionally an ownership group occasionally finds out they got turned down on social media. The second thing is, my opinion, this is going to have very little effect on Ben Johnson. Because the NFL is like the entertainment, Silicon Valley, and Hollywood. It's all about selling the product. Tom Cruise turns off half of Hollywood. He sells tickets. That Scientology thing turns off a bunch of people in Hollywood. He opens movies. Hollywood sells worthy arts. No, you're the Benjamins. Just like Silicon Valley in football. Robert Downey Jr., drug abuse early, kind of a spoiled brat, got himself together, stars in the Avengers. Now, really good guy, remarkable actor. Watch Oppenheim. Remarkable actor. But Josh McDaniels bombed in Denver. <laughs> bombed. Thought Tebow was the answer. Totally arrogant. Indy offers him a job. They think they have him. He backs out of it. And he still got the Raiders job. Why? He's a young offensive coach, and he had productivity and i've said this before ben johnson last two years the lions have been great with ben johnson if he puts on a third year and i would project that they would i think their talent's good the gm's good the coach is more than capable he's gonna have three straight top five offenses you're gonna tell me next year if one of these top quarterbacks needs a coach ben johnson's not in the short list Coaches find out all the time. Employees, people watching my show, you find out you lose a job or replaced on Twitter. Can't a billionaire? Sorry, you can't control all the information. Here's what I know about Hollywood, and here's what I know about Silicon Valley, and what I know about the media, and what I know about the NFL. Two things matter, value and production. If you are adding value to a corporation, value to a billionaire's bottom line, and you are productive, you're going to be a top candidate. People have very short memories in Hollywood. They have very short memories in the NFL. Are you adding, are you making a billionaire richer if you come into the franchise? Are you adding value, hot young coach, ticket sales go up? If Ben Johnson next year goes to a franchise and people go, God, Detroit's offense is fun, like Jim Harbaugh. The Chargers, to their credit, had to give up some control and power. He's going to sell 5,000 season tickets by the time we have the first kickoff. So, again, why did Harbaugh get it? Huge value financially to the franchise, merch, ticket sales, interest, and he's productive. That doesn't mean you should be a jerk, because very good few people are as, as valuable and productive as a you know Brady in his prime or a Mahomes or a Jim Harbaugh. You should always be nice to people. Agitate people is not the remedy, not the recipe for success. Lubricate society, don't agitate it. But this idea that something leaking or you telling a potential billionaire, you know, I don't want the job, you're wasting your time, and he's got to circle his Gulf Stream and just drive an hour and a half back and not land in Detroit, is okay. 
we're, we're all going to be okay. Ben Johnson, there's an argument. I've been told Ben Johnson is kind of a quiet guy. He's a cerebral guy. He may be a vice president, not a president. That's okay. Not everybody's built to be a head coach. That is okay, too. But I don't think that's... Josh McDaniels bombed, pulled the carpet out on the Colts, and still got the Raiders job. And wasn't known around the league as an ingratiator. Yeah. Everybody loves Josh. The Patriots love Josh. That was always their recommendation. And he still got a job in the west side of the league. Colin, when you see what's going on with Eric Bieniemy right now, does that give you any pause at all for Ben Johnson? Because Eric Bieniemy was on top of the world, right there next to Patrick Mahomes. I know it was Andy Reid's offense, and Bieniemy did the interview well. We heard that for years. Yeah. And then he has to take an OC job in Washington, and now he's out on the street. Uh, maybe he'll land somewhere as a quarterbacks coach. I, I, we just disagree here. I think you've got to strike while the iron is hot. If you're no, Ben no, no. Johnson, no, no, we disagree on that part of it. That yeah. part's a legitimate argument. The argument that Ben, this is your moment. I, you could be right on that. I tend to think good content, good production, good value transcends time. Okay, some of it's out of his control. Jared Goff gets hurt. Boom. Well, offense stinks. They win six games. Like ah. very now, Who's Jared Goff doesn't get hurt, but that's with behind that O line and run game. I doubt he gets hurt. But that's a valid argument. It is. Hour two next. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 